Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Week three of the NFL season is here and underway. We already had ourselves a Thursday night. I wouldn't call it a... A slog fest, but it certainly wasn't pretty. Nevertheless, if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you're certainly happy with your 100-plus yards and that touchdown. And, of course, if you're a Browns defensive owner, you're certainly ecstatic about that late touchdown. Hopefully, you're off to a good start if you had any of those Browns or Steelers players today. This is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m., 312-332-3776. The Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Do the Fine Irish Whiskey. All right, folks, again, this is what we do here. I get you all the latest information regarding the key injuries around the league for week three, help you set up your fantasy football lineup. And then, of course, as the show progresses, if you have any individual questions you'd like to ask me, feel free, 312-332-3776. Only rule, one question per caller, and you can also hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And away we go. Good block by Slater. Time for Herbert, and downfield he goes. It's caught. Keenan Allen wrestled out of bounds on the play. All right, so that highlight there is a double dose of Charger magic for you. And I think Justin Herbert is going to be the biggest decision fantasy football owners out there are going to need to make. He is dealing with torn rib cartilage. On Friday, he was listed as doubtful. However, we're getting word late late last night from both Schefter and Ian Rappaport that Justin Herbert is pushing to play. Now, they're expected to make a game-time decision. And this is problematic, of course, because... The Chargers are at home, and they have themselves a 325 kick as they host the Jaguars. So what do you do with Justin Herbert? Hopefully, I think the only way you can really hold on on him first and foremost is if you have a quarterback on your bench available as an option who's not playing in the noon games, if that's the way you want to go. This is also about your personal risk tolerance. Herbert's great. He's Awesome. We also saw on the previous Thursday night game dealing with the pain that at one point when he could have run for a clear and easy first down on a third and short when there was a wide open running lane, he pulled up and just threw it away. Now, 10 days later, I expect him to be feeling a little bit better. And if he's out there, you wouldn't expect that to be the situation. However, it is going to be, as we're hearing, a pain tolerance issue for Herbert. So at any point, if he takes a brutal hit in that game, you could easily see a situation where he leaves the game early. I personally have Justin Herbert in one league. I am putting him on the bench 
in favor of Kirk Cousins. Now, it makes it much easier, too, that Cousins is playing in a noon kickoff, so I don't want to have to be racing around for a backup option or a quarterback streamer if Justin Herbert does not go. So who is your alternative? If he's a decent player, I'd probably roll with him at this point. Now, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, a little bit different. I would say if they're out there, well, Williams obviously is going to be out there, but if you're on the fence about them because of Herbert's status, I would still keep them out there if they're going to be in your lineup, if you've been generally relying on them so far this season. Again, we're expecting Keenan Allen to be a go, and then Justin Justin Herbert will be the game-time decision. He also may take a pain-killing injection, The good news for him is he doesn't have to worry about a doctor who's ever punctured the lung of a previous quarterback who started for the Chargers. Oh, wait, no. They still employ that doctor. First to go for the five, Brady. Evans. Did he catch it? Yes, sir. Touchdown. All right, so Mike Evans, at this point, you're probably well aware, is suspended for today's Bucks game against the Green Bay Packers. And exactly who is Tom Brady going to be throwing to? That's the real question here. We do know that one person will be Cole, Cole Beasley, who was signed this week and has been activated. We also expect Russell Gage and Brashad Perriman to play today. Julio Jones is going to give it a go at the in pregame warmups, and they will make an assessment there. Of course, they're an issue as well because that is, an, again, a 325 kick. I think it's certainly plausible to go ahead and bench Tom Brady at this point with those receiving weapons, without Evans, without Godwin. It's just not the same passing attack. Granted, they run deeper than most receiving cores in the NFL. But Cole Beasley, a couple days on this roster, I'm sure he'll be out there for the occasional third down and wouldn't be surprised to see him you know, as a professional route runner grab four or five balls. They're just missing that big explosive element in their passing game right now, especially depending on what Julio is going to bring to the game. So I would probably go ahead and suggest that benching Tom Brady is not a terrible idea at this point. And on the other side of the ball. Second and five. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lassard, who's got it. Down in bounds. So, Alan Lazard uh, is another situation for Aaron Rodgers. Exactly who will he be throwing to? Again, it's all problematic at this point. Randall Cobb is listed as questionable for the Packers due to an illness. He's likely to play. This is Randall Cobb at this point. Not really a huge weapon. Christian Watson, however, dealing with a hamstring injury, is unlikely to play Aaron Rodgers at this point. Due to the fact that if the Packers are going to continue to be successful, I think they're going to rely heavily on the run game. We saw Aaron Jones go off last week here in Chicago. I just think Aaron Rodgers at this point, until we see something from him, where it feels like his offensive cap. And I say this, and at any point, a guy can go off with a couple long, long, you know, broken plays where Aaron Jones maybe busts out a screenplay. But if you look at it, I, it's it's hard to envision Aaron Rodgers really piling up a huge passing yardage total and so the only way he's really going to be a nice play for you is if he's if he throws in a lot of short touchdowns it's certainly on the table but against this bucks d as well at this point the two quarterbacks in this league who have more name power than anyone else going head to head today i think in fantasy football 
I think they're both benches. And now, another man who is well-known in the fantasy football community, who was probably the second pick in your draft, he popped up on the injury report earlier this week. Christian McCaffrey was dealing with some soreness. And I know if you drafted him, you're rolling your eyes. Never fear. Christian McCaffrey was asked this week, how are you feeling? Great. You know, I think at this point, I went to take a leak during practice. I ended up on the report. But I feel great. You're ready to roll. There you go. He's ready to roll. I'm sure he did take a leak. It did not end up on the injury report. But listen, it's something that it's actually prudent by the Panthers to give him the occasional rest day during the week if he's dealing with anything. So I'm okay with them just you know giving him the Veterans Day off when needed. And at that point, you can go ahead and move on from there. Elsewhere around the league, another uh, big running back in the in drafted in most first rounds who was selected. Looks like we're going to have him back for New Orleans. Six first downs on this drive. Little push pass to Kamara. He is in for the touchdown. So there you go. Elvin Kamara. Word is he is likely to go after missing last week's game. That's good news for Kamara owners out there. Plug him right back into your lineup. All right. Another running back who some folks out there were wondering what exactly is going on in Las Vegas. Well, he did not make the team flight with the Raiders. Jacobs is the back. Give it to him. And he will work his way into the end zone. But the good news is he did catch a flight to Tennessee yesterday. So Josh Jacobs is going to be in the building. Listen, we're going to have to wait for the inactives to roll in around 1030. But but I don't think that he would have hopped on the plane and, you know, not be playing in this game if something huge didn't happen. All right. Moving away from that game. Another man who we're waiting to make his NFL or his uh, 2022 debut for Baltimore. Here's Dobbins weaving his way through, and that Dobbins a foot race. Dobbins showing the wheels, and he's in for the touchdown. All right, practice all week this week for you, J.K. Dobbins. Word is that he is likely to make his season debut today, which is good news. Kind of a high-risk play for me at this point you're i'm curious to see how much of a workload he actually gets in this game but against the patriots team that struggles to get anything going offensively you'd have to imagine that the ravens will have plenty of opportunities to control the ball today so i think dobbins is definitely worth a flex play and depending on where you're at with your running backs you've been at i'm sure anxiously awaiting his return so i can understand most people wanting to plug them into their lineup If you have a decent alternative, though, I wouldn't necessarily feel obligated to start him today. It's Connor. Has a nose for that end zone. And he scores. James Connor. All right. So James Connor listed as questionable with that ankle injury. He's going to test it out pregame. But from both Schefter and Rappaport, he's tracking to play on, on pace to play. So as long as there's no setbacks, in pregame, James Conner is expected to return. But, of course, the caveat, it's a 325 kick, which always puts a wrench into your lineup decisions. But it's something to be aware of. All right. How about this game? This might this game might be the marquee matchup on the slate if you really drill down, which I think if we had said this at the start of the season is a little bit surprising. But 
One receiver will be back today. Just a little bit, and Allen will boot, and he'll flip it wide open. The man who scored all the touchdowns in the playoffs, Gabe Davis, touchdown Buffalo. All right, so Gabe Davis expected to be back for the Bills. Again, another situation where going to test it out pregame to make sure he's good to go, but all signs pointing to him being back in the lineup and the way the Bills are just humming offensively. I think you have to probably slide him back into your lineup if you were kind of using him as the wide receiver three slash flex. Now, depending on your options, he might not be you know good enough to jump into that wide receiver two spot, but the way the Bills offense just looks so damn good right now, it is tough not to use him if he's going to go. Again, 10.30 inactives for that game. On the other, other side of the ball, I think the real question is, how are you feeling about Tua, right? Certainly Tyreek Hill and Waddle are must-starts. Jalen Waddle, that is, not Tom. But look at on the other side of the ball for the Bills. We saw yesterday Micah Hyde was placed on injured reserve. So you lose one safety. And oh, by the way, word comes out that Jordan Poyer, their other Pro Bowl safety, is not going to play today. So now you're dealing with the Buffalo Bills secondary without two Pro Bowl caliber safeties. And oh, they're going to have to contend with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I was initially a little concerned about using Tua this week. But I think the way it's kind of fallen... It's certainly possible to go ahead and use him in your lineup because it's only going to take you know Tyreek Hill or Jalen Wilde to get get by the, that secondary once for uh, you know Tua to have a productive day. And if it happens twice, look out. We could have uh, Tua mania on on Monday if somehow, some way, the Bills defense isn't able to you know keep pace and all of a sudden the Dolphins upset the Bills. So I think it's actually the way it's trended viable to use Tua this week. A couple other quick notes here. I'll skip the highlights because we're short on time. But DeAndre Swift looking to have a bigger workload this week. So that's good news for Swift owners. Although, obviously, you were probably not starting him. George Kittle completely off the injury report. So there are no restrictions. And that is great news because uh, Sunday night, if you were waiting on that, worried about it a little bit, it looks like George Kittle lock him into your lineup. Another tight end, though, who I think you're going to have to go ahead and look for a replacement. Dalton Schultz, he is playing on Monday night as the Cowboys head to take on the Giants. At this stage, I don't think things are cleared up enough with that knee injury for Dalton Schultz for you to really feel comfortable waiting on him. And then finally, I mentioned it. Like, Are we on Mitch Watch? Back to the Thursday night game. Are we absolutely on Mitch Watch? It feels like that, right? Well, when your biggest supporter, and I, I think your most recognizable supporter as the Steelers fans out there, calls out your coach and your OC, I think it is, and things get worse, I think you really have to wonder, has Mitch Trubisky taken his last snap for the Steelers? I'll let Snoop Dogg put Mike Tomlin on notice. Man, the Pittsburgh Steelers need a new f- offensive coordinator. This guy sucks. Coach Tomlin, this is Snoop Dogg, man. Fire that mother get us a real offensive coordinator. A little bit extreme there, Snoop, don't you think? But I think every fan out there understands the frustration, especially here in Chicago, of watching an inept offense. All right, 312-332-3776. Your turn. Fire your questions at me. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. This is the Fantasy Football Show, and this is where we take your questions. This is the Fantasy Football Show. Back after this on ESPN 1000. The 
Fantasy Football Show with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. I always automatically go to the air guitar from uh, Guitar Hero whenever this song starts rolling in. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show here on ESPN 1000. Join me every Sunday from 8 to 9 a.m. Don't forget, coming your way from 9 to 10, Brian Hanley will take over. And then uh, I will also be back at 10 to noon along with Dion Miller helping you get set for Bears and Texans with your pregame coverage right here on ESPN 1000. Again, the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew, the fine Irish whiskey. Let's head on out to my man, Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Mikey, good morning, man. Hey, Jeff, good morning. I'm going to change my question since Kamara's going to play. Okay. Um, I, this is a, a trade advice that I'm, I'm looking for. i got a partner that is willing to trade me. I need a running back uh, behind Jonathan, uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor and, and Kamara. And I've got Curtis Samuel, who's actually gotten 20 and 22 points in his first two games. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I could trade him for either D.K. Dobbins or Kareem Hunt. Give me a little safety in the year. Sure. Who so, you want? All right. So this is very interesting, Mike. And I will say this. Curtis Samuel's usage has been really encouraging. So I, I actually like him as a player. But I, I too. I'm, with, I'm with you in the sense that if you can go ahead and land a running back, this is really about, you know, you've got two pretty solid guys in Taylor and Kamara. So right. do you, the safety of, of Hunt is there, right? And essentially, too, if anything happens to Nick Chubb, all of a sudden Kareem Hunt, we know we've seen it, it, it vaults himself as you know, essentially a top-five running back if anything happens to Chubb. So Hunt is a little bit safer for me, but if you want, you know, J.K. Dobbins with the upside there, it, I, either guy I'd be willing to trade Curtis Samuel for. So, you know, if you want to pull the deal off today, I would probably say I would go with Kareem Hunt just because of the safety, and I like your other backs as your starters for the most part. But, um, you know, if you want to wait, at, uh, you know, I, that, here's, the th- here's the problem. Waiting until after the game today, you know, you never know what's going to unfold, unfold on a Sunday. It could easily see a trade fall apart. So I would probably pull the trigger on Kareem Hunt for Curtis Samuel. Okay, thanks so very much. Jeff. No problem, Mike. Thank you. Let's head on out to the south side and say good morning to TJ. Teej, you're on ESPN morning, 1000. Guys. Morning, Um, All right. This is what I got. I got a wide receiver question. Either Adam Thielen, Jacoby Myers, or Robert Woods, which I thought was going to be better, but he's not. And he said it's the PPR, right? <sighs> Boy. Yeah. Man, it's, you know... Thielen, Thielen right now, it's just, it's so reliant on, on, you know, a touchdown catch at this point. And he's certainly somebody who in the past has been a huge red zone target. But in PPR, you know, if he's, you know, held to two or three catches, you could easily see a scenario where Jacoby Myers is the better play here, TJ. So it's, it's kind of about the safety. Do you want the safety from Myers? Cause I think he's pretty much a lock for five to six catches minimum, but you know, we, we've talked about that Patriots offense. So, you know, I, 
are you swinging for upside? Then it's stealing. I can't predict the touchdowns, though. You know what I mean? Like, so it for me, it, it comes down to the rest of your roster. If you need some upside play, then Thielen would be my guy. If you want a yeah. little bit of safety, I'd go with Myers. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Good thank morning. you, TJ. You know what? That leads me nicely to just always encouraging people, reminding, hey, I can't predict the future here. I'm not going to be able to go ahead and tell you who's going to score a touchdown today because largely in fantasy football, if you have a a player who's going to score a touchdown, that's going to swing their week to being a solid start for you, no no matter what they do the rest of the way. So, you know, oftentimes I'm looking at the players and kind of playing out the probabilities, what I've seen from them when I'm giving you my breakdown. So that's just a reminder for all all of you out there listening. Let's go on out to Arlington Heights. Say hello to Will. Good morning, Will. What's up? Jeff, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you, Will. Uh, we got a standard PPR flex spot. I just need one. Um, AJ Dillon, Jerry Judy, Mooney, and a uh, Tony Pollard. All right. So, Will, I'm going to say I would play AJ Dillon. And, you know, we know that the Aaron Jones situation is going to, but I think at this point, we've seen enough, even through two weeks, that AJ Dillon is going to be a pretty solid bet for 15 to 20 touches each week, you know, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get there. I think he's clearly, too, if they get close to the goal line, he's going to be the guy who you want. So, you know, that's where, back to what we were just talking about. The guy who scores the touchdown more times than not is the guy that is going to end up having the better week. And I think A.J. Dillon, a potential goal line back on a good offense. Now, not great because of the wide receivers, but on a good offense, I think A.J. Dillon week to week is a better play than most of those wide receivers. Um, okay. you know, And I want to see the Bears offense at this point with Mooney, you know, unless we're really sorting through some bad options at receiver. I, I have to put Mooney on the bench, you know, at least for this week, to see a little bit of something from the, the passing game. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. You're the best. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you listening. Let's head on out to Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave, what's up, bud? Good morning, Jeff. Hey, I'm going to change my question up here, too. No problem. Um, I got a a flex uh, uh, position I need to fill. PPR, I need one of these four. Thielen, Edmonds, uh, uh, Robert Woods, or James Robinson. Okay, you know, for me, at this point, uh, I'd go ahead and use James Robinson. You know, I kind of, we kind of just talked about the Adam Thielen scenario. Don't love Robert Woods. Feels like Traylon Burks is the guy who is already, you know, even in, through two games in his career, a, a better option than Robert Woods. Edmonds, you know, I mean, that, that I'm still trying to get a handle on what's going to happen with the Dolphins offense. Through two games, it's tough to really, that Baltimore game was insane. Um, so, you know, Edmonds, I think his usage is going to be there, but Raheem Mostert is certainly there. So I think James Robinson's the play at this point. You feel pretty good. He got 23 carries, I think it was last week. So, you know, I think he's shown us that, uh, until he, you know, looks sluggish or if he, he may be all the way back from the Achilles injury. So I'd use James Robinson, Dave. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one. You do the same. Let's try Don, who's in Warrenville. Don, you're on the fantasy football show. Hey, Jeff, thanks. appreciate it. Um, I, I have a running back question, uh, PPR league, uh, one of three, Ezekiel Elliott, Miles Sanders, or Jeff Wilson? Oof. Yeah, this one's, this one's tough. And I will say, I always, whenever I see Miles Sanders' name, I'm always initially, I don't want a part of that. Now, PPR, he's a little bit better, but it always, like, you know, the offense looks phenomenal through two games. But the problem is, you know, all the reasons you want to start Jalen Hurts is the reasons that 
I, I'm always reluctant for Miles Sanders because Jalen Hurts' running ability, which helps make that offense go, directly cuts into Miles Sanders, right? So, And you always are concerned that the short touchdowns are going to be runs by Hurts. So I'm always, I always feel like Miles Sanders, you, when you play him, you're really capped on the potential for him. So I think I'd use Jeff Wilson, Don. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm, everyone knows who listens to the show. I'm in the bag for Kyle Shanahan and his offenses. And so without too much competition, I think Jeff Wilson's somebody who you can usually count on for, you know, at least in, at least until Elijah Mitchell returns or, or Jeff Wilson gets injured. He's a 15 to 20 touch guy. And those other players are not necessarily that. And we don't quite have any good feelings about Ezekiel Elliott at this stage. Hey, yeah, that, hey, that's great. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, Don. Thank you for listening. All right, 312-332-3776. Jump on in. One line open. Again, I'll try and get through as many calls as I can every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. taking your phone calls. And I'll, you can also always hit me up at Twitter, at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemore Dew, Irish Whiskey. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. No California love for Hunter Renfro, although as I said that, they're no longer in California. They reside in Vegas. Hunter Renfro is out today, still dealing with issues from the concussion he suffered at the end of last week's game. So make sure that he is out of your lineup. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew, fine Irish whiskey. I'm Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning helping you set your fantasy football lineup. 312-332-3776 or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. Let's try Jim who's in Midway. Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, Jim. Connor. Jimmy, what's what's Kirk. going on, man? Who do you got? James Connor and who? And Christian Kirk and a half point PPR. Ooh. Full point. I'm P- just worried about the injury yeah, and the volume. And, and, yeah, and you know what? I think at this point you feel pretty good about where Christian Kirk's at and so any type of PPR element in the scoring, even half, I think is enough to go ahead and right. push, you know, push that over the edge for me. So yeah, I'm with you. And ankle injuries when you're dealing with them, even if you're out there, I personally, the way I usually play that, because you know, it, it, it only takes one weird cut and all of a sudden the guy is, you know, walking out off. Yeah. So yeah. like I always kind of like to, if I can, if I have decent options or alternatives, I always like to wait a week before I plug in a guy. And I think Christian Kirk is definitely a solid alternative to use over James Conner this week, Jim. That's what I'm thinking. I just needed to know. Beautiful. Thank you, Jim. Let's try Nick, who's in Shanahan. Nick, what's going on? Hey, man? good morning, Jeff. What's um, up? Between a half PPR league, um, between Marquise Hollywood Brown or DK Metcalf. Ooh, boy. Um, yeah, this is, I think, Nick... This is one where I personally would use DK Metcalf on my teams. But at this point, if I think it's, it, we're seeing offensively that the Cardinals are the better bet on a week to week basis. Geno Smith and the way Pete Carroll's running his offense, 
they're trying to shorten the game up, and so that is certainly her hurting DK Metcalf. So my expert analysis would say use Hollywood Brown. If it were my team, I would still use DK Metcalf for at least one more week. So I know that's probably not a whole lot of help to you, but I just want to be completely forthright here that I have DK Metcalf in a few leagues, and I'm still using him in most leagues for one more week. I think it's all right. I'm, I'm betting on the ability by DK Metcalf just to you know the 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 physical ability that he brings is unparalleled in the league. So at some point you have to believe that you give him enough volume, and the Seahawks I have to believe are going to try and get him involved more often. So I would use him one more week in most situations. Let's try Roger, who's on the West Side. Roger, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey Jeff, what's up, man? Not much, man. Uh, so full PPR, um, I drafted these guys with the idea that they had high upside this season. It hasn't really panned out. So I have a decision to make for my RB2, Travis Etienne, uh, Damian Pierce, or Ramondre Stevenson. All right, so I'm eliminating Stevenson for me. It's between Pierce and Etienne. And then I think... I personally, Roger, would go ahead and use Damian Pierce. We saw him definitely be much more involved last week. It The, the first week, I'm actually going to just completely throw that into the garbage. I don't think the Rex Burkhead experiment was anything more than what we saw. I think Lovey Smith has been adamant that Damian Pierce you know, is somebody who they need to get the ball to. You saw him play a much larger role for the Texans last week. So I think Damian Pierce is the guy you want to use. Unfortunately, it comes at the Bears' expense. But I think ETN, you know, he'll probably still be good for four to five, you know, uh, receptions each week. But unless he breaks a long one for you, you know, he's dealing with James Robinson going back to being the featured back. So I think Damian Pierce is the guy you want to use just based on the volume. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate the call. Let's go on out to Oak Forest and say good morning to Mike. Mike, looks like you have a wide receiver dilemma. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, you helped me with my running back last week. Uh, wrong pick, but it'll still help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, neither was I, but I still got the win. So. There you go. Uh, full point PPR, I got uh, Jahan Dotson, Rashad Bateman, or Devontae Smith. But let me preface this by saying I also got Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews in my starting lineup. Ooh, yeah. So for me then, that definitely... Now, now Bateman, the problem with him is he's explosive, but we haven't seen the big volume yet, right? He, he, I think he had three catches the first week, four catches the second week. Now, he scored a touchdown in both games, but I do feel like that is a little too much Baltimore exposure. And at a certain point, you don't want to be all, you know, all, in, all in on the Ravens passing game. You know, I feel like that will bite you at some point if you continue to do that. So I think I would use Devontae Smith in the full point PPR. Really like what I'm seeing from Jahan Dotson. He has been, I believe it's 93%. He's been out for uh, snaps and uh, a really high percentage of routes run as well for the commanders so that's encouraging news he's a very talented player but i think bateman and smith are bigger focal points in their offense right now so i would use smith just because i don't want to be so ravens heavy mike yeah i understand so So we had this conversation last year i had four Bengals players and we talked about that 
and, and and listen, there are certain instances where it's not going to be a bad idea to have so many players. You know, last year was the perfect scenario to have four Bengals. You know, in fact, it's probably the best since situation you've ever been in outside of going back to uh, 1988 when Boomer Esiason was league MVP tossing, uh, tossing to Eddie Brown and Tim McGee. And how about that throwback for you folks? Icky Woods going uh, double-digit touchdowns. And then James Brooks's yell. That's uh, James Brooks as well. That's for the, uh, the OGs out there who are playing fantasy football but way before we had uh, computer tracking, right? Um, all right, uh, let's go on out to Joe, who's in Mount Prospect. Hey, Joey. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Um, so I had a quick question for you. Um, I have a wide receiver position and a flex position open, and I got four to five guys. It's kind of crazy. Um, I got Gabe Davis, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Alan Lazard. Okay, so position. and you just need one, right, Joe? No, I need two. Oh, two. Oh, okay. Um, so I definitely want to use Curtis Samuel because of the way he's been used. He's actually the you know the leading uh, receiver when it comes to receptions. So in a PPR league, you know that's certainly vital. So use Samuel for sure. And then I think I'd use Gabe Davis because I want a piece of that Bills offense. Whereas even though DJ Moore's a solid option for you, you know they're limited in terms of scoring potential and. You know, it's all about trying to, to essentially grab the guy who's going to score the touchdown, which I think Gabe Davis, you know, each and every week you feel pretty comfortable. The Bills are going to put four or five in the end zone. So I would want Gabe Davis in my lineup, basically, especially in like when it's a flex flex play. Okay, cool. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you. Let's try Lou, who's in Elk Grove. Hey, Lou, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, morning, Jeff. Good got, morning. Uh... I had full point PPR need uh, my running back two in the flex spot, A.J. Dillon, uh, Jeff Wilson, and Damian Pierce. And then I'm also very nervous about Brady. Would you consider Trevor Lawrence over Brady? Yes, I would use Lawrence over Brady this week. Uh, I've, you know, that's been a conversation. The GOAT at this point, you know, you got to be concerned. I mentioned at yeah. the top, but just a, a refresher for folks out there who missed it. Obviously, Mike Evans is suspended. Chris Godwin is out. Julio Jones is going to go ahead and give it a go in pregame and see if he's available. The hope is that he is, and I think he's going to be critical to Tom Brady's success. The problem is we're dealing with a situation where that's a 325 kick. And so mm-hmm. if Julio, like, I feel okay with Brady if Julio's out there, but I can't tell you until about 1.30, 2 o'clock if he's going to be active. So I think it's just, you know, a situation where you go ahead and use Trevor Lawrence, um, I suppose, you know, because that game's a 3 o'clock kick, yeah, but yeah, I just feel safer using Lawrence. So I'd yeah. use Lawrence over Brady. And then for your running back situation, I would go with A.J. Dillon, and I think I'd use Jeff Wilson over Damian Pierce. I like Pierce a lot, but um, he hasn't been – I still need to see a little more from him being involved in the passing game before I go ahead and plug him in as a, you know, a definite starter for PPR format. So Dillon and Wilson, Lou. Sounds good. Thanks for your help, man. No problem. Let's try Jermaine, who is in Oak Park. Jermaine, what's going on, man? What's going on, Jeff? What's going on? I've been contemplating this all week, man. I got a full clip, so I'm going to spin it fast. Hunter Renfro for uh, Jahan Dotson. I drop him. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I would because I'm concerned that, you know, Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, they will get so much more of the volume this season. And with Renfro having the the concussion today, I think it's an easy move to go ahead and pick up Jahan Dotson. 
Okay, this is real tight. Um, Kirk Cousins uh, going against Detroit and Kyler Murray going against the Rams. Who should I start? Yeah, you know, uh, in this situation, go ahead and use Kyler Murray. The running ability that he brings to the table is, you know, it's it's too much for fantasy purposes to consider using Kirk Cousins over him. So even though that first week was a bit of a disaster, I think we saw all we needed to see with Kyler last week feel good about using him again. And he's had... Um, He's had some big, I guess, regular season games against the Rams in the past. Now, the playoff game last year was an absolute debacle, but I trust that Cliff Kingsbury will, ha- you know, and the defense is a little different for the Rams this year. It's not as good as it was last year anyway in the playoffs. So go ahead and use Kyler Murray, Jermaine, over Kirk Cousins. I feel pretty good about that suggestion. All right, one more segment to go. 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show here with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Brian Hanley up for an hour after that, and then I will be back with Dion Miller with your Bears pregame coverage from 10 to noon. Again, 312-332-3776. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Miller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey. This is the Fantasy Football Show. Back after this on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Wrapping things up here on the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey. I am Jeff Meller with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Back today at 10 o'clock with Deion Miller with your Bears pregame coverage. Brian Hanley will fill in from 9 to 10 nicely for the slot in between there. And uh, we will have you uh, also uh, giving you some White Sox baseball. How about that? Coming your way a little bit later on today. Um, all right. So as I mentioned, though, at the top, the big news, if you uh, were still unaware or if you're still trying to, ha- uh, to sort through your issues, Justin Herbert, what would I do at this point? I would look for a viable viable alternative. They have the the 325 game. He's going to hopefully play today, but you know, he may need to take a painkilling injection. Don't love that option. So there's, you know, a few reasons why I'd be looking elsewhere because a big hit could easily end his day quickly. So I would shy away from using Justin Herbert if you've got any decent alternatives as as at all. And then one other dilemma I want to hit on that I saw a lot this week in my timeline, Kyle Pitts, what are you doing with him? I honestly, I know a lot of people are like, don't trade him. Don't, 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 don't sell low. I'll tell you what, after what I've seen from the Falcons offense right now with Marcus Mariota, don't love, it's a little bit too oversimplified for my liking, concerned about not just the ability to score touchdowns this year, but um, you know the fact that Drake London is a guy who seems to be getting more attention from Mariota than Pitts, uh, you know, I don't love it. So if somebody is willing to give you a pretty solid offer for Kyle Pitts, you know, if somebody's willing, Pitts was taken generally as like the third tight end off the board. So if somebody's willing to give you George Kittle or Darren Waller because they think they're buying high on Kyle Pitts, I would go ahead and make that move and not necessarily consider it a sell low. So while lots of people think they're going to outsmart you and go ahead and grab Kyle Pitts off your roster, I think if you get some decent options in a trade offer, don't don't regret it. I'd be okay dealing away Kyle Pitts at this point. All right, let's uh, quickly try and get as many calls in as we can here. Let's try Anthony in Evanston. What's going on, Anthony? 
Good morning, Jeff. Appreciate you taking my call. No problem. The 285 full-point PPR. McLaurin, don't like the matchup. Palmer, QB. Yep. Shepard, Burks, and Dobbs. I hear you with uh, McLaurin, but I still think I, I like what I've seen from Washington's offense so far. Now, McLaurin could have could certainly have had better days. I think Samuel and uh, Dotson are cutting into his production potentially for the season for overall. But of all those guys you gave me, I definitely still want to use McLaurin, Anthony. And then okay. I would use Traylon Burks over um, Palmer, Shepard, and Dobbs. Okay. All right. Thank you. One more here before we hit the two-minute warning. Let's try CJ, who's in Shanahan. Siege, what's up, bud? Good morning, Jeff. You I tell have, me. Um, hey, I have a half PPR wide receiver, number three. I'm going with either Gabriel Davis or Curtis Samuel. Ooh, that is a true dilemma. CJ, I think I would use Gabe Davis. I think, again, this goes down to touchdown scoring. I think the Bills are a juggernaut, and you want a piece of that. If it was full PPR, I think I would tell you Samuel. But if because it's only half, I, w- I think I'd use Gabe Davis. All right, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate All right, it. thank you, CJ. We're coming up in the two-minute warning. This is the two-minute warning. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning. All right, Fast and Furious here. Sorry we couldn't get your calls on the air, but I try and quickly wrap things up with the ones on my screen that I'm looking at. And let's see. Larry in Glenview wants to know James Conner or Miles Sanders in a half-point PPR. You know, I think I would go ahead and use Miles Sanders in this case, Larry. A lot of similar feelings with James Conner from what we've already touched upon. Dealing with the ankle injury, uh, he's going to give it a go in pregame and test it out to make sure that he is good to go. But again, that is a 325 game, so never love that situation. So I think i just play it safe and use Miles Sanders in the noon kickoff against Washington. Mike is in Lombard. He wants to know he needs one of five here in a PPR format. He's got Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Leonard Fournette, and Gabe Davis. Uh, Mike, I would go ahead and use Leonard Fournette. I think they're going to rely upon him heavily. And, hey, he promised uh, on his Twitter feed that the touchdowns are coming. So I'd go ahead and use Leonard Fournette because I think he is in line for a big, big volume day. Gerald in Hoffman Estates has a wide receiver question, wants to know Michael Pittman, Michael Thomas, or Alan Lazard. Gerald, uh, I would go ahead and use Pittman. I know, you know, last week obviously he wasn't playing, but as long as he's active and we expect him to be a go, I'd go ahead and use Pittman. If for some reason, though, he's a late scratch, then then I would use Thomas over Lazard. All right, that does it for me, folks. I am back in an hour with Deion Miller on your Bears pregame coverage. Up next, though, Brian Hanley will take your phone calls, 312-332-3776. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Show every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m., presented by the fine folks over at Tullamore Dew, the fine Irish whiskey. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Show, airing every Sunday morning at 8. The pregame show is coming up at 10. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.